often faced with circumstances related to their disease that aren't openly discussed. In Tabuti, the Fight CRC podcast, we delve into those topics that are sometimes considered controversial, trending, or just plain interesting. To suggest a podcast topic, email answers at fightcrc.org. Everybody and welcome back to Fight Series to Booty Podcast. Today with us we have Delina Tompkins. We are so excited to have you here today. This month we continue our ambassador series and we are going to talk about fitness. I know that some might not think that fitness is really a taboo subject, but for those that are going through colorectal cancer and all of the nuances that come along with that, it could be something that you just don't feel comfortable talking about. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Jelena. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Melissa. Absolutely. And so I know if you, not too long ago, you were on an Instagram live with Bailey. And for those that might not be as tech savvy and didn't catch it live, could you share a little bit of your story with us? Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name is Jelena Tompkins. As you mentioned, I was diagnosed with stage three rectal cancer in May of 2016. And I had had symptoms for almost a year leading up to it. I was very active. Um, The August before I was diagnosed, I ran a half marathon that goes up to the top of Pikes Peak, which is 14,000 feet. So the half marathon increases about 7,000 feet in elevation from beginning to end. So I was in pretty decent shape. Uh, I'm not like an Olympic athlete or anything. I'm never at the top of the podium in any of these events, but training for things like that, you know, gave me kind of like a goal and some things to work for. And just getting out to run was kind of my little like mental health break, especially like after I had my daughter, that like half hour to an hour that I could get out for a run was like my time. So fitness has always been an important part of my life. And um, since I finished treatment in March of 2017, I have had no evidence of disease or have been NED. So I've just been recovering since then and have had many uh, setbacks or challenges along the way. So it hasn't been perfect as far as my fitness journey. So I am excited to kind of share how all of that has gone with all of you. Awesome. Well, do you mind sharing with us what your treatment looked like? Did you have an ostomy or is that another thing that you had to work around? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, I was stage three rectal. So I did the standard of care for treatment. I started out with 28 days of radiation and the oral chemotherapy Zolota. Took a break to heal, had a lower anterior resection about 12 weeks later. And in that operation, They took out about 12 inches of my colon and rectum, took out 17 lymph nodes, and I got an ileostomy. And I had that ileostomy while I went through eight rounds of full fox. And after I finished full fox, had some time to recover from that, and then I had my ileostomy reversed. Okay. Well, how did diagnosis and treatment um, affect your fitness routine? Yeah, so it definitely put a little bit of a damper on it. (laughs) As I had mentioned, I was active. I running was my primary uh, fitness routine to stay in shape and get out and be active. So I tried my best to continue that as much as I could through treatment. Um, Looking back, I am actually I have a YouTube channel called Life as a Cancer Survivor where I talk about going through treatment and all that. And for March, I recorded videos where I was reading the journal that I wrote in those first couple of weeks of treatment. So I 
am freshly reliving what it was like. Um, and I wrote a lot in there about uh, my challenges with trying to continue running. And so one of my symptoms that I had and that continued as I started treatment was I had bleeding, I had a lot of excessive gas. And whenever I passed gas, I would also pass like blood and mucus. And a lot of times it would have like this gross fishy smell to it. So I had the challenge when I was running, like I would get those pains, like I needed to release gas, but I didn't want to be running for another, you know, half hour with this fishy blood in my underwear. So I kind of had to balance like fighting the waves of those urges to let out gas while I was going through treatment. And so that kind of my pace definitely slowed down a lot. And then like, when uh, eventually near the end of radiation, um, the radiation burns made it too difficult for me to run. So I did have to take a break for a couple of weeks, but then it was exciting when I got back into it. Then I had surgery and was not allowed to run for four to six weeks after yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So as soon as like, you know, they want you up and walking as soon as possible after surgery. So the day after, I had the surgery. I started walking the halls in the hospital. When I got home, I tried walking and it was really difficult, but like I could physically see why it was so difficult because of the surgery that I went through. So I just tried to ease my way in, tried to get out and do what I could. And I had my surgery. It was in the middle of October and every year the YMCA near our house has a turkey trot on Thanksgiving. So I set that goal for myself to do the turkey trot. In past years, I had run it, but my goal was just to get out there and do it, whether it was just walking or it was a mix of running and walking. I assumed I wasn't gonna be able to run the entire thing because I wasn't gonna be able to start running again until about two weeks before the race. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I knew there was going to be that mix and I knew it was going to be my worst time ever in a 5k, but I was going to celebrate it because I had just been through a major surgery and had done it. So Good. that kind of helped to motivate me to get out every day and at least do a little bit of walking after surgery. Did you, during treatment and stuff, was there ever a time that you like that your doctors gave you any kind of explanation for why fitness, like and maintaining fitness was so important or not really? Not really. They just said, when I asked them about whether or not it was okay to run or whatnot, they just said, keep doing what you've been doing, do whatever that you're able to as you're going through treatment, um, except for right after my surgery, they said no running for the four weeks afterwards, which I was like, why do I have to wait so long? And then I eventually found out why I needed to wait so long and then um, why it's so difficult afterwards um, because I had back troubles for a long time after. And it wasn't until I started doing physical therapy for that that the lines connected and I realized, hey, your abdominal muscles are what protect your back and keep it from being injured. And my ab muscles got a huge six inch incision, mm -hmm. um, cut down them, had a whole slit through them for an ileostomy to stick out. And that might be why I'm having back issues. So um, 
you need time to recover from that and you've got to strengthen the, your core again. I mean, not like to a six pack, but get them so that they're able to hold you upright without being hurt. Absolutely. So um, what advice would you give to someone going through treatment if they feel too tired or not really motivated to work out? Yeah, I would definitely recommend setting small goals for yourself. So then it's easy for you to succeed on that because if you set huge goals and you can't do it, then you just get disappointed and you don't want to set new goals or keep going. So set those small goals and try to make it a routine. Um, when I started my radiation and chemo, I realized that running was probably not going to be something I was going to be able to continue through the whole thing. But walking was something that I could do, even if it was just like around the block. So I made it a routine every evening after dinner, I would go out for a walk and do that every day. So even though it's just you might not think a walk around the block is a huge thing. It gets some fresh air into you, gets you to clear your mind a little bit, helps kind of loosen up your muscles a little because you start getting stiff a bit after going through treatment. And if you're just laying around a lot, your body gets stiff. Yeah. Well, I imagine too, like I know that, so my husband enjoys running more than I do. Um, but he's always trying to get me into running more because he's just like, I, I just love it. It's so, you know, like you're by yourself, you're thinking, you're listening to music or podcast or whatever. Um, and I imagine that it's a pretty important to keep your fitness level up, um, through treatment, even if you don't feel up to it, not just for like the physical aspect of it, but also just for the mental health aspect, especially if you were using that time as like. I wouldn't see it as recovery time because I'm going to be like out of breath and mad at myself for starting the run, but I can imagine that it would be good just for mental health in general to maintain some kind of fitness level. Definitely. And like, I'm talking a lot about running because that was like mm -hmm. my choice of exercise before my diagnosis, but whatever you are into, that's what you need to do. Like if you liked cycling, if you liked doing Zumba, like try to do that. If you can't make it like into the gym for that hour long fitness class, like try to find shorter videos online and just, or just do like one or two songs in that um, thing and, you know, talk to the instructor. They're gonna be totally accommodating to you, totally understanding like, hey, I'm going through treatment. I'm only gonna make it through part of this, but I want to at least do a little and they'll be like, do whatever you can. If they say, no, you have to be in the entire class, then that's not a class for you. But make, yeah, make accommodations for whatever your fitness is of choice. Because if you're trying to force yourself into something new, that you don't like, that also is going to be a block in your road to trying to maintain a little bit of fitness while going through treatment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then on the back end of treatment and being an ED, has being a colorectal cancer survivor affected your exercise regimen like after the fact? I guess yes. it's not really after the fact. It never goes away, but yeah, after the treatment has ended. Yes. Um, it took a bit, um, cause I slowed down again when I went through chemotherapy. Um, if anyone that's gone through full Fox or is going through full Fox kind of knows like those first few days and while you're, um, taking the pump home with you, 
you feel like crap most of the time. But as you're ending the end of the cycle and it's the couple of days before you're going back in for the next round, a lot of times you feel okay enough to do a little bit of exercise. So I would try to still get in a little bit of running if possible during then. But it was really slow, of course. <laughs> so you have to give yourself that grace. And I did the best that I could to try and get as in shape as I could before my ileostomy reversal surgery. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I had to wait you know, four to six weeks before I could start running again. And then after that, I tried to get back into running the best that I could. And then I think I pushed myself a little too hard because then I ran into lots of injuries. I hurt my foot, recovered from that. I hurt my back, had to recover from that. So trying to listen to your body. And I think my mistake initially was just trying to just jump back into running without looking at the entire body because your body has been through a lot. It's not the same when you're done with treatment or even if you're on treatment for life, your body's not the same while you're going through treatment either. So you have to pay closer attention to the full body. You're not, at least for me, I didn't feel as young as I was when I started treatment. So as you get older, you've got to do your stretching, do something to keep the entire body in shape and to strengthen your all over and not just the leg muscles or just the arm muscles. So I've learned to focus more on the whole body and not just the running aspect. So I trained this past August, I did the Pikes Peak Ascent again. And this time I went to a gym. I uh, didn't work with a like personal, personal trainer, but uh, the environment is just there's three or four people working out at a time under the lead of a instructor. Mm-hmm. So I had a program kind of geared for me getting ready to run up a mountain for 13 miles. And so I worked out the whole body. I did my running and I was in the best shape of my life since my cancer treatment. I felt strong going in it. I thought that I would finish it much faster than I did, but I was pushing myself and felt like I did the best that I could have done with what my body was capable of on that day. So I felt great. I was doing awesome. And then after that, I stopped doing the full body workouts and just Mm -hmm. did the running, which was okay. Um, I tried to do at home some workouts occasionally, but when you're not going to a gym, it kind of falls by the wayside when other things pop up on the calendar, you've got other things to do. And this December, while I was out for a run, I came to a quick stop at a corner and my ankle buckled and rolled and I fell and I ended up breaking my ankle. Oh, oh. (laughs) yes. So I don't think that was, I don't know if that was necessarily because I had put the working out the whole body at the wayside or not. And if my ankle was more susceptible to breaking because of going through cancer treatment or not, but it happened. I was in a cast for four weeks in a walking boot for another two weeks, non weight bearing. 
Um, so this was the beginning of December. It's now the end of March and I am still not running. I am just going out for walks. The ankle is still swollen, um, but I am going to physical therapy. It supposedly like they've taken x-rays at the orthopedic doctor as recently as like two weeks ago and everything looks like it's healing fine. It is just taking its dear sweet time healing. So, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, did you ever find that you had a hard time adjusting, like in the midst of treatment or even post-treatment, a hard time adjusting to any kind of lack of stamina or um, strength? I know that you said that you did some full body working out to get ready again for your second um, race or run at Pikes Peak, but did you ever feel just extra frustrated with your body. I know you seem like you handled it all so well, but I'm just curious. Yeah, definitely. It is frustrating. Like every time that something happens and you have to discontinue your fitness love of choice. So it definitely gets frustrating. Um, and even like when I was, you know, training last summer for the, uh, race that I was going to do, trying to get my pace faster it was gruelingly slow trying to increase the pace at all and i just have to keep reminding myself like yeah i went through cancer treatment i can blame part of it on that but i'm also getting older too so i'm not going to be as fast as i was like in college so Mm -hmm. i need to give myself grace on what I'm doing and appreciate the fact that I am able to get out and do this and try to have fun and try to not put that pressure on me and to get faster or get to some certain arbitrary pace in my head that I hope to get to one day um, because I don't think my body is capable of that anymore. I'm not gonna be able to run a six minute mile ever (laughs) again. (laughs) So, just enjoy the journey and not necessarily like aim for these high goals that I keep trying to do and something happens to my body and it breaks down. So I'm not capable of that. I need to enjoy what I'm doing. I try like to not pay attention to the pace anymore on my watch when I'm running and just look at how far I'm going and enjoy the scenery. That's awesome. Well, I, I do want to take a step back to the time that you had your ileostomy. Were you still maintaining like some kind of fitness or physical activity while you had your ileostomy? And what did that look like? Yes, I did. I was running while I had the ileostomy. Um, I did do a little bit of weightlifting, but when I did it, it wasn't anything super heavy. And I would do like the machines at the gym. Mm -hmm. So you kind of had a machine that would help brace you and kind of help keep you from hurting your back or hurting your abdominal muscles and, and whatnot. And I even, I did a 10 K race while I had my ileostomy. It was like the two weeks before I had it reversed and I could have had it reversed about a month earlier, but I really wanted to do that race and it was like a no thing be out for so yes. long after absolutely and 
It was something that my friends and I had done for many years in a row. So I wanted to be able to go and do this race again. So I told them I want to do this. And I was like, and I run a 10K like three weeks after the ileostomy is reversed. And the surgeon was like, no, you, <laughs> we, can, we can reschedule it and you can do it after the race. So I did it. I was planning on, I had in my head a plan for a running and walking schedule because when I was running, even after I was done with full Fox, like my heart rate would shoot up mm. and it would not come down quickly. It wouldn't recover easily. So my plan was to like jog for five minutes, walk for two minutes, I believe, and just keep switching that back and forth so that my heart rate wouldn't skyrocket in the middle of the race and then it wouldn't come down and then I would freak out because my heart was racing and I wasn't putting that much exertion out. So I had that plan. And so since I was going to be walking and running, I dressed a little warmer than I normally would have. And I got really warm oh. during the race and the uh, my barrier started peeling off. Oh yeah. Oh, Luckily yeah. it was peeling off from the top down and not from the underside. But by the time I finished the race, I realized the whole top half of the barrier had come like oh, unstuck. Yeah. So, um, luckily I did not have a leak or anything, but as soon as I got back to the hotel after the race, like I had to do a bag change and luckily I had supplies with me. I was running low on supplies though, because I knew that I was having the reversal. So I didn't order a whole bunch cause I didn't want to have a bunch left. So I was having a lot of troubles with like the bag peeling off and all of that at the end. So I was down to like the last couple and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope this stays on. So I had to do the bag change. And luckily I had enough to make it through to the reversal and had a couple spares as a souvenir or <laughs> as a uh, memento of what I'd been through. Um, but thank goodness, yes, it the barrier just kind of peeled off some, but I was able to hold it on until I could change it. Yeah. Did you find that you needed or had any tips or tricks for, um, for in your instance, running with your ostomy bag? Like, was, was there anything that you did that helped with that? Or did it just having the bag in the, cause usually the adhesive, the adhesive, the adhesive on the wafers are pretty, pretty good. But I guess if you're sweating a lot and really hot, it yes. could. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I didn't have the, I got it reversed in June. So I, and I got it in October. So okay. I didn't experience a lot of hot months and I was going through treatment. So I wasn't doing like really long runs with the ostomy on, but I did wear um, a little belt mm. to help kind of pull the wafer up against me and keep it close and to help brace the muscles a little bit, I suppose, mm -hmm. when I would work out. So I would use that. And then I also would sometimes put like the extra adhesive strips along the outside of the barrier to give it some extra stick when I would knew that I was going to be doing some sweaty exercising. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I don't know. Is there anything else? Um, that you can think of that we haven't touched on as far as any advice that you'd like to share, any um, words of wisdom on maintaining fitness, or if anybody is feeling frustrated by lack of stamina, or they're 
decreased breathing um, <laughs> or being out of breath, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Some advice if you are, yeah, feeling frustrated by, yeah, like you mentioned, the lack of stamina, your breathing is out of control, your strength. Um, just keep in mind that your body is going through a lot, whether you're in treatment or out of treatment, your body has been poisoned, radiated, cut up, like keep that in mind and give yourself some grace that your fitness is not going to be the best while you're doing treatment. And your goal is to just get out there and try and move a little bit every day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Jelena. You're um, welcome. I can't wait to go back. I started watching some of your YouTube videos and I can't wait to go back and watch as many of them as I can because I just <laughs> love them so much. Um, thank you. I appreciate you taking your time to chat with me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Thank you for joining our Pebbooty podcast. Remember that this information is for educational purposes only and all medical questions should be directed to your doctor. Thank you.